Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionists and dietitians from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We explain the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned for practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through real food nutrition. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. This is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. My name is Kara Carper, and I'm co-hosting today's show. I'm here in the studio with Shelby Hummel. Shelby is a licensed nutritionist and has a master's degree in nutrition. I'm also a licensed nutritionist with a master's degree in holistic health. And we both have a passion for practicing nutrition therapy. And Shelby, it's great to be back with you. It's yeah. been a little while. I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> and so, Shelby, how many years have you been practicing I've been nutrition. with Nutritional Weight and Wellness for three years. Three right. years that seem to have gone by in a flash. That's <laughs> excellent. Well, congratulations on your yeah, three-year yeah. anniversary. Well, thank you. Not quite the uh, years that you've spent at Not quite the 10-year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go way back. <laughs> well, actually, you may not remember this, but one of the first people that I talked to in Nutritional Weight and Wellness back when I was still in school mm-hmm. was actually you. Was it like an information interview? Yeah. I had kind of cold called you and you're like, yeah, this is what I love to do. And I teach classes and I do counseling. And, you know, you were just like, you never told me that. I know. (laughs) But it is. I'm glad we brought you in. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and like you, Kara, I do really have a passion for real food nutrition. So I love being able to share our message, not only on dishing up nutrition, um, but with clients one-on-one and teaching nutrition classes. But I have to say, a fun part of my job um, is to be able to create recipes and write some articles for our website. So you can go to weightandwellness.com to check any of those out. Um, just giving you a heads up, I did finalize some pumpkin recipes Ooh, for this week. All it the is pumpkin. fall. So <laughs> it is fall. Anything so. pumpkin and spice is very trendy right now. Exactly. So if you're not on our mailing list, this would be a great time to be to be added to that. You can do that at weightandwellness.com. Um, you'll get all the pumpkin recipes that you want. <laughs> so one of the other things, Cara, that I think is interesting is we actually have a site on or a spot on our website where People can submit questions. And just this past um, weekend, actually, I had a question coming in, very timely question, actually, about thyroid function. This woman was wondering if any of our nutritionists have worked with people with Hashimoto's thyroiditis. It was something that she hadn't heard of, but Mm -hmm. was recently diagnosed with Hashimoto's and unfortunately has gained about 30 pounds in a very short amount of time and sounds like she's struggling with a lot of fatigue. Okay. Well, Shelby, that was a very timely question because today that is going to be our topic. We're going to be talking about thyroid function. And listeners, did you know that almost 10% of adults have hypothyroidism? So hypothyroid means low thyroid function. Mm -hmm. And more women have thyroid problems compared to men. 
Yeah, it's a lot more common. Yeah. So before we get into a little bit more about hypothyroid, Cara, I just want to give our listeners kind of an idea of where the thyroid gland is located. Mm -hmm. So if you feel the base of your neck, that is where you will find that butterfly-shaped gland. It's pretty small, but it plays a really big um, role in controlling the hormones in your body. It's kind of that big connection site between the brain and the body. Many practitioners call the thyroid the master gland Mm -hmm. because it helps us control the production of hormones. One important thing, I think, in terms of this gal who is calling with um, weight gain, our thyroid actually controls the process of turning nutrients from our food into energy, Mm -hmm. right? So definitely that that slow metabolism connection. Right. So that makes sense that if the thyroid is not functioning properly, Mm -hmm. we're not turning our food into energy as efficiently as we could be. And, you know, we do hear that from a lot, particularly women clients, Mm -hmm. you know, gosh, I gained 15, 20, 30 pounds like this person you were just speaking about Mm -hmm. in a a short period of time. So you know that it's not just food or just mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm not doing the right exercises. There's it's not, more to yeah. it than that. Yeah. It's not that they, you know, had a weekend where they were eating more processed food or junk food. It's really there's an underlying problem with production mm-hmm. of hormones. So, yeah. And like you had mentioned um, with Hashimoto's, Kara, the most common type of hypothyroidism is that autoimmune type called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And we've talked about this before on the show, but any condition that ends in itis, I-T-I-S, that goes back to the notion that there is inflammation. So Hashimoto's thyroiditis, we have inflammation of the thyroid. Mm -hmm. And research actually points out that about 90%, 80 to 90% of thyroid cases today are due to that autoimmune condition. Mm -hmm. So of course, my, my answer to this woman calling in was, of course, yes, we've worked with many people with Hashimoto's Mm -hmm. thyroiditis. And, you know, really being able to reduce inflammation is one of the key ways in which we we support our clients. So that's really interesting. So pretty much if someone (laughs) is diagnosed with a low thyroid or hypothyroid, what what Shelby just said is that 90% of that population Um, you know, it's stemming from Hashimoto's, so they're the inflammation of the thyroid. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we have to address inflammation. So on that note, we're going to start t- the day talking about a little bit more about Hashimoto's. And it basically just means that a person's immune system gets confused, turns against its own body, and attacks its own tissue and cells. That's what an autoimmune condition is. It's Mm -hmm. like there's this internal attack going on in the body. Exactly. So in the case of Hashimoto's thyroiditis, the immune system becomes confused and attacks the thyroid. And that results in the inflammation of the thyroid gland. So you might be thinking, well, what happens when my thyroid is inflamed? Well, when your thyroid is inflamed, it's unable to make sufficient thyroid hormones that your body really needs to have adequate energy, positive moods, and also to be able to maintain your weight and, you know, if needed, lose weight. It's just more difficult for all those things to happen. Yeah, and when we think about that master gland controlling the production of hormones, we know that some of those hormones 
help to regulate brain chemicals or our neurotransmitters for moods. So people with um, hypothyroidism, specifically that Hashimoto's thyroiditis, they may struggle with anxiety or they may struggle with depression. So mm-hmm. if you have been diagnosed with Hashimoto's, the damage to your thyroid um, is extensive enough that the thyroid can't do its normal job. So you may feel tired. Um, you may have sensitivity to cold, you know, always having mm-hmm. those cold hands or those cold feet. You may actually have um, puffy face. I had a client recently where not only was her face, she felt like she was retaining a lot of fluid, but she actually had facial pain all around mm. her her cheeks and her jaw. Um, you may be constipated if your thyroid isn't isn't working properly. You may have dry skin. You may experience weight gain, joint problems, and joint dep- pain. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depression. Unfortunately, things like memory problems or even heavy menstrual bleeding. Um, that's one thing that we hear. Sometimes that can be a red flag for people. Um, as to why they would want to look a little bit deeper at those hormones. And Shelby, we hear people talk about brain fog. I don't know if anyone can relate Mm -hmm. to that. That's another, you know, if you are listening and a lot of these symptoms resonate with you, you know, that's another one, brain fog, just not being able to focus, not feeling clear, like your brain isn't working. Yeah. So all those things that you just discussed, all those symptoms, if you think about what they all have in common, it's like the body and the brain the metabolism, the the bowels, everything has slowed down. Yeah. The circulation with the ha- cold hands and feet. So yeah. everything in the body has slowed. Yeah. Well, we know that the usual therapy for Hashimoto's thyroiditis is typically a prescription medication. Mm-hmm. But our job today, we want to look deeper into, first of all, the possible causes. What are the root causes of this autoimmune condition? And we want to offer some nutritional solutions. Well, we're going to have to talk about some nutritional solutions um, on the backside of break. Break time already. So if you are just tuning in this morning, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you are planning to take our Nutrition for Weight Loss series, that's our 12-week series on building better healthy habits. Um, I want to let you know that this fall, we we will be offering our Nutrition for Weight Loss series only one time. We actually have... Um, Many other classes that are scheduled, and so we want to make sure that you reserve your spot. This 12-week fall series will start the week of September 17th, so right around the corner here, at all seven of our Nutritional Weight and Wellness locations. Um, The Nutrition for Weight Loss series not only will get you help, you know, will help you get prepared for the holiday season, but you're really going into a new transition, right? I call September the other January. People want to establish healthy (laughs) habits, right? And we're actually pleased to say that we have a location and a time that will work for you. Don't hesitate. If you're like me and you love a good deal, I recommend you sign up for for that class by Monday, September 10th. You can save $50. We all love a a good discount. So call 651-699-3438 or you can go online to sign up at weightandwellness.com. We'll be right back. There are some things we wish for you to do what everyone else can do. Hop in your car, go to work, slip right into a movie seat. Now there's a perk. Buy cute jeans right off the rack. Dance at the next wedding to love shack. Play tag with your kids and hear them say, that was the most awesomest day. 
Walk your dog, jog, or both just because you can. Comfortably fly coach all the way to Japan. Be there on graduation day, especially if it's yours and you got your MBA. Meet your greatest love and ride off into the sun. This is your life. Go live it. You've only got one. If you think you've tried everything to lose the weight that's keeping you from your best life, think again. Learn the new science of weight loss in the Nutrition for Weight Loss program at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, on site or online. You can do this. We'll help you. You're not alone. This is a promise, not just a poem. Join us at weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Many of you know that the cost of a weight loss program at most of the commercial weight loss companies can be $2,500 or even more. Whereas at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, the cost of our Nutrition for Weight Loss program is only $399 for 12 weekly classes. Plus, you receive two one-hour personal nutrition consultations with one of our weight and wellness nutritionists. So you get all of that for under $400. And like Shelby was saying before break, when you take advantage of our early bird special, you're going to save $50. So your cost ends up being just $349. And the date for that was sign up before September 10th. So mark that in your calendar. To get that (laughs) early bird special where you save $50. Now, we're talking about thyroid today, uh, hypothyroidism. If you have a thyroid condition, let your nutritionist help you to get your metabolism working again. And we want to make our program affordable to you because we understand that you need to learn and then you need to put things into practice. You need to learn some more. Then you need to put that into practice. And it's, you know, it's a process. It doesn't Mm -hmm. happen overnight. Mm -hmm. Healing and getting healthy can take some time. It mm-hmm. also requires some support. Yeah, definitely. And on that note, I just want to share um, a client that I have been working with. Initially, she signed up for Nutrition for Weight Loss with her mom, which I thought, what a great way to connect with your mom and and work on some of these healthy habits together. Um, but this client of mine, one of the things that she was frustrated with is she was gaining weight She knew that she had a low-functioning thyroid, but she didn't really know what that meant for some of her other seemingly unrelated symptoms and just kind of give listeners an idea of what she was experiencing. Um, She was actually this one who was having a lot of fluid retention, not only in her ankles and her legs, but also in her face and extreme fatigue, of course, Mm -hmm. which I think lots of moms out there can relate to. But this was to the point where she couldn't keep her eyes open in the afternoon Mm. and um, you hear about a lot of people feeling like they need multiple naps just to get through the day, yeah. even though they may have slept eight hours at night. Yeah. Well, and unfortunately for this particular client, she was also de- dealing with insomnia. Oh, so it's like which is another day. <laughs> actually can be related to mm-hmm. a thyroid condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was saying to me, she's like, I am so tired in the afternoon and I'm so tired at the end of the day. But then I go to turn out the lights and... Mm kind of gets that sensation of being really tired, but her brain is going. Mm-hmm. She's She has that wired sensation. And I know you've probably heard of that term. People are feeling tired, tired but wired. Tired and wired. They yes. can't turn their brain off. Very frustrating. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, something that she has dealt with her whole life is constipation. Right. So when mm-hmm. we think about low thyroid function, lots of things are slowed down in the body. And that can also be yeah. related to, to bowels, too. So. I'm happy to report that after she went through the 12 weeks, um, 
the Nutrition for Weight Loss series, and she had a couple of appointments. She actually, both her and her mom decided it was well worth the investment of scheduling follow-up appointments. So I've been working mm-hmm. with them and it is, we have to break this down into smaller sustainable pieces mm-hmm. and she's sleeping better. Therefore she has better energy during the day. She's not constipated and she's not puffy anymore. Mm. She came back to me and she goes, look, you can see my chin. <laughs> you can see my cheekbones. You know, she was so excited that we're starting to move the dial. And yeah. I think that's, that's great, just a great we? testament for, you know, nutrition for weight loss and actually implementing some of those changes mm-hmm. that we recommend. Yeah. I mean, that's, those are just phenomenal improvements. Yeah. And I'm sure that she will continue to have more improvements mm-hmm. with those follow-ups meeting with you. Before break, you know, we were just kind of starting to dive into a little bit more detail about what Hashimoto's thyroiditis looks like. And many clients don't even realize that they may have an autoimmune condition of the thyroid. And here's why. A lot of doctors are not testing for Hashimoto's. Mm -hmm. And the reason that doctors typically aren't testing for Hashimoto's is because Really, there's only one type of prescription medication for thyroid, Mm -hmm. and it's not always effective for Hashimoto's. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's like, well, if we don't know how to treat it, we're not going to test for it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why as nutritionists, we look for the root cause. So let's we're going to talk about what the research has found. But before we do that, just in regards to that testing, I just want listeners to know if you are listening today and you suspect that you might have a thyroid hypothyroid mm-hmm, condition mm-hmm. and might be stemming from Hashimoto's, I would encourage you to get some testing done. What you want to ask for is a complete thyroid panel, mm-hmm. including the antibodies. And actually, Cara, that's how um, I helped this client dig down a little bit deeper. She's been on, you know, the different forms of thyroid medication. But once we mm-hmm. determined that it was that autoimmune, then we could go on some key nutrients, look at food sensitivities. I mean, having that mm-hmm. information, having those antibodies tested tells us if we have inflammation going on, right? right? That right. thyroiditis component. And so, you know, we have to be able to look at some of those additional tests to say, what's really going on here? Some doctors are, you know, the most common test is TSH, Mm -hmm. thyroid stimulating hormone. Now, it's not bad to test for TSH, but it just is not a complete picture. Exactly. So that's why Shelby and I are recommending, you know, really, if you suspect an issue, you want complete thyroid panel with antibodies. And if that is something that is kind of out there for you, maybe you hadn't thought much about that, just give the office a call and any of our nutritional weight and wellness nutritionists can can talk to you and kind of see, maybe it makes sense for you to make an appointment and sit down and get some more personalized recommendations Definitely. for what sort of testing would be helpful. I get that question all the time yeah. and I love to be able to empower people to say um, to their doctor, you know, I would like my antibodies tested because this, or I yeah. want my vitamin D tested because you know, this connection to immunity. So if you do mm-hmm. have a question, feel free to call our office. The number is um, 651-699-3438. And the front desk staff would be, you know, they're so helpful. They'll be able to connect you with a nutritionist that, that can help mm-hmm. you. So why is the immune system attacking the thyroid gland? There's been a lot of studies linking this attack on the immune system to eating 
grains containing gluten. Now, gluten gluten is a protein found in several grains like mm-hmm. wheat, oats, mm-hmm. barley, and rye. Gluten triggers an autoimmune attack on the thyroid gland in many people. And what's rather astonishing is that most of these people don't realize that they have a gluten sensitivity. Yeah, yeah. And actually, there's a good amount of research and a good amount of um, resources that are coming out. One that I think is is a great resource is um, Dr. Amy Myers. She wrote the book, The Autoimmune Solution. She's actually a functional medicine doctor, but she recommends in her book to get rid of gluten, grains, and even legumes, citing that these foods contribute to chronic inflammation. So I want to be very clear. Going gluten-free is not a fad. It's not something that you do just to lose weight. Um, But it is a a, a true fact that for many people, gluten can cause chronic inflammation. And unfortunately, we are exposed to gluten in so many different ways. Of course, the cereal, the bread, and other baked goods. But I often think of pizza, you know, a staple in the American diet. Gluten is found in nearly every processed food item. So you may even find gluten in salad dressings, condiments like barbecue sauce, which mm-hmm. was a big shocker to <laughs> me. Yeah. Canned soup, even soy sauce and deli meats. So you know, it's not just the breads and the rolls. Right. We also have to be looking at that label to see, is there gluten? Is there gluten in your deli meat, uh-huh. your ketchup, your barbecue yeah. sauce? I know. Well, it's time for our second break. Well, we're going to talk a lot more about this after break. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you have listened to Dishing Up Nutrition for any length of time, you know that we love the research. So here's a study from Binghamton University published in August of this year, actually, August 27th of 2018 in the journal Science News. This study found that women need a more nutrient-dense diet to support a positive emotional well-being. And no surprise, the weight and wellness way, which is based on eating animal protein, real vegetable carbohydrates, and natural fats is designed to be a nutrient-rich diet, not only to give you energy, but also that sense of well-being. It's not a fad diet. It's a real food, nutrient-rich diet. It is so nice to see when the research supports our eating plan, right? It is. So when we get back from break, Cara is going to share some practical tips uh, from that research. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. We're going to continue our discussion on the research that Shelby was talking about before break. It was reported in Science News, and the research said that diet has a bigger impact on the emotional well-being in women than in men. And this study found that men are likely to experience good mental well-being until nutritional deficiencies arise. But on the other hand, women are less likely to experience good mental well-being until a balanced diet and healthy lifestyle are followed. So it's kind of like, this sounds so sad, but for women, the default is not good mental well-being. Like we have to work at it. We have to really try to have that balanced diet, the healthy lifestyle, avoid the bad stuff, make sure we're eating the good stuff. But if you're a guy listening, you're not off the hook. (laughs) I mean, 
Come on. <laughs> You're not off the hook. It yes. still is important to, to be eating is, those real proteins, the vegetable true. carbohydrates, and the healthy fat. But it's interesting that... It is really interesting because I do think a lot more women, you know, we read this research all the time. Um, women are more likely to experience a mental illness or depression, anxiety. Mm-hmm. So... Or even, yeah, biochemically, just, you know, there's a lot of factors, hormones, but yeah, definitely. So just something to think about. But the author of the study found that women need a larger spectrum of nutrients to support good moods in comparison to men, you know, and what we call the weight and wellness way of eating, which is just a balanced diet of eating real food. That's the kind of diet that supports good mental health for men and for women. And kids. And kids. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, Cara, before we went to break, we were talking about um, places where gluten may be hiding. And I had mentioned things like salad dressings, um, barbecue sauce, deli meat even, frozen meals, canned soups. um, You just have to be really careful, you know, with a gluten sensitivity. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if people are aware that even personal care products can potentially contain gluten. And so, you know, it could be absorbed through the skin. Now, recently, there was a client with severe migraine headaches. And, it, you know, we discovered together, she discovered with her nutritionist, that she was getting gluten from her shampoo. Mm -hmm. So there are actually gluten-free shampoos, and she switched over to one, and she no longer gets migraines. So who knew? It's crazy to think that gluten is hiding in all of those places. And Mm -hmm. I'm actually, I'm thankful. I don't actually have the autoimmune um, celiac gluten intolerance. Um, But I I do have a gluten sensitivity. And I know that I have autoimmunity that runs in my family. I actually have an immediate family member with the Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So it is very important to me to keep my immune system strong. So some of the foods that I avoid because they contain gluten, of course, things like traditional breads and rolls and cakes and things like that. But I also have to be very careful reading the labels on condiments, like I said, barbecue sauce, um, candy, which this nutritionist does not eat a lot of candy, but (laughs) you know, always looking at the label on that. But I was just looking at like finger paints and Play-Doh, for um, a niece of mine, and mm-hmm. they have gluten in them wow. too. So it's like so you have to think of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really reading the labels. Yeah, and being a detective on that. Right, and you know, I mean, I I feel like not everyone is so sensitive that they wouldn't be able to touch play doh and get through their day. But yeah. it is something to be aware of because some people do have a severe sensitivity yeah. and need to be thinking about all of those different. Items. Yeah. And for me, I know I don't have a lot of digestive complaints like someone with celiac would, but I know that when I eat gluten or if I'm exposed to gluten unknowingly, um, my immune system is not working very well. And we're going to talk more as the, you know, in the last half of the show about it's not all about digestive problems. Mm-hmm. You exactly. Know, you know, sometimes yeah. there are other symptoms. Gluten, you know, making that connection for gluten and thyroid. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about why gluten is connected to low thyroid and Hashimoto's? Yeah, so you might be thinking, why are you talking about gluten when you're talking about a show on thyroid? Well, the scary fact about gluten is that there are more than 55 health disorders 
that have been linked to gluten and Hashimoto's thyroiditis is one of those diseases. Mm -hmm. So if you have a thyroid problem or an autoimmune disease, some statistics indicate that 30% um, of that population has a gluten sensitivity. So I'm just going to repeat that. If you have an issue with your thyroid or you have an autoimmune disease, there is research showing that 30% of you may have a gluten sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Some researchers believe that it's higher. Mm-hmm. And so let's just, you know, if, if you have an autoimmune condition or a thyroid condition, you're just going to kind of assume that gluten would be the first thing to look at yeah. to stop eating. Mm-hmm. And Shelby and I are just going to quickly go through the biochemical reason that gluten might be causing your thyroid to become inflamed and shut down. And again, you know, that's going to just result in a slow metabolism, more fatigue. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You might just be too tired to exercise. You could be craving sugar and caffeine, and that's because your energy is so low that your body is just kind of searching for a pick-me-up. It might be soda, coffee, uh, candy, like you were saying, or just any kind of sugar, because that gives just a temporary kind of a quick boost. Yeah. But then that could, you know, that's a vicious cycle because the metabolism has already slowed and those types of foods are just going to make the scale, the number on the scale keep going higher. So, And a food that, you know, will definitely make the number on the scale continue to rise is pizza. And many people say to themselves, well, I, you know, I ate pizza on Friday night and I didn't have any bloating or gas or didn't give me diarrhea. So gluten must not be a problem for me. But the hard truth is, a gluten sensitivity triggers those inflammatory antibodies, which may not actually even show up for at least 72 hours. So antibodies are actually like the the little army of your immune system. And when you have gluten that triggers those inflammatory antibodies, that's how that gluten sensitivity is going to bog down our thyroid or inflame our thyroid. So you know, Friday night pizza may actually be showing up Monday morning as a migraine, skin problems like acne, gas, um, joint pain, and even the eventual breakdown of your thyroid. So eventually that pizza, that gluten in the pizza bogs down the thyroid. Your thyroid won't work properly. Mm -hmm. So you feel tired, maybe depressed. You look at foods and and the number on the scale seems to increase all the time simply because you had to feed that weekly pizza (laughs) habit. And many of our clients will say, yeah, but I only eat gluten once in a while. Just maybe I'll get it at a restaurant if I go out Mm -hmm. to eat. I only have pizza once once a week or maybe like a couple times a month. I'll have a roll from the red basket. That's not going to hurt, is it? Well, Unfortunately, yes, it can absolutely create inflammation in the body. Um, Antibodies to gluten target your thyroid tissue, which could ultimately create Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Mm -hmm. So when you're eating foods that contain gluten, the molecules of gluten can leak through your small intestinal tract. Mm -hmm. Your immune system views that as a foreign invader, like it's on attack. Yeah, And it's making antibodies to attack this foreign invader that's actually just gluten leaking through the gut. (laughs) And so it's kind of like a, 
your body looks at it like it's a virus Mm -hmm. or a bacteria. Yeah. And we have to remember that we have immune cells that line the intestinal tract. So if anything is leaking through the intestinal tract, it is inflaming or kind of creating our immune system problems, right? It's it's telling our immune system that we're on high alert. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Cara, I think we have to go to break. Wow, this show is flying by. I know, I know. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you want to learn the foundational practices of nutrition, I want to encourage you to take our six-week weight and wellness series. If you want to learn how eating the weight and wellness way supports your brain, not only to have good emotional health, but to have fewer cravings, to have better sleep, um, the weight and wellness series would be a great option. We will be offering that in our Lakeville location on October 1st. Um, It'll be starting in Maple Grove on October 2nd, and even in our Mendota Heights location on October 4th. So we've got all of you Twin Cities listeners covered. Here's what Peggy, one of our previous class members, said on her evaluation sheet. Peggy said, this class changed not only my health and life, but it changed my family's health and life. My kids love the meals I'm cooking. Best class I have ever taken. Oh, that makes me feel great. Take advantage of our early bird $50 discount when you sign up for our weight and wellness series by September 24th. Again, you can call the office at 651 699-3438, or you can register online at weightandwellness.com. We'll be back. Welcome back. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and today we're talking about Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is a low thyroid condition. You know, every single day we are asked, what supplements should I be taking? So before I answer that question, I must inform you that you cannot out-supplement a poor diet. So that being said, we like to have people understand and follow the weight and wellness way of eating real food. That just means you're saying goodbye to processed foods. Mm-hmm. Now, if if you've already gotten rid of processed foods and you're eating real food, we recommend there's kind of six key supplements that cover a lot of bases as far as having a nutritional deficiency. So the first one is Bifidobalance. Mm-hmm. It's a probiotic. And we suggest three to six capsules a day of this probiotic. Bifidobacteria can reduce the risk of colon cancer up to 50% and reduces sugar cravings. The second one is a mineral called magnesium. We recommend recommend magnesium glycinate, three to four tablets. That's going to help with sleep and it relaxes muscles. Number three is vitamin D3, a very common deficiency. And you probably will want to take four to 5,000 international units to prevent something called seasonal affective disorder. Vitamin D is also very important for our topic today. Low thyroid thyroid function, too. It definitely is. I know we're probably going to run out of time with our topic today, but vitamin D is very important for the thyroid. Mm -hmm. uh, The number four is omega-6, which is GLA, gamma linoleic acid. Mm -hmm. And we recommend three to four soft gels a day to support healthy skin, hair, and nails. And thyroid, by the way. All good things, yeah. (laughs) Number five, omega-3, your basic fish oil. We want a high-quality fish oil. Three to four soft gels per day to reduce inflammation. Cara, I have to say, I 
heard the other day people saying if you get the fishy burps from yes. your fish oil, people that's, get those. That's a sign that it's poor quality. And and I the way this practitioner explained it was so great. If you buy fish from the fish market and it smells fishy, that's how you know it's not a great quality. Same is true for a fish oil. If you get that fishy burp or it smells um, rancid, that's actually a sign that it's yeah. poor quality. It's it's throw not, it away. Yeah. So our um, fish oil that we're recommending, like you said, the omega three EPA DHA, high quality, great for inflammation. Yes. The contaminants have been removed. No fishy burps. Right. Yeah. You want to get a good, high quality fish oil, which we do have in our office. The last one, number six, is it's called twice a day. It's a really high quality multivitamin that is also high in B vitamins. People typically don't need to take a separate B complex. You just take two capsules per day. And, you know, we, we just recommend that you are looking for quality professional supplements but of course, start with that balanced diet first. And all the supplements that I just mentioned, they are on our website, weightandwellness.com. And we also carry those at all seven of our local offices. Absolutely. So before we went to break, Cara, we were talking a little bit more about why gluten is such uh, a dangerous molecule for our immune system, specifically as it relates to our topic today, the thyroid. So we were talking a little bit about those antibodies, those inflammatory markers that attack the thyroid. But what's interesting about these antibodies is that our immune system can get kind of confused and not only treat gluten as an invader, but it also treats thyroid tissue as it were, as if it were gluten, right? We call that that sciencey term, it's molecular mimicry, but that essentially just means that your immune system begins to get confused and destroy your thyroid. And like we said earlier, when your thyroid slows down, so does your metabolism. So low thyroid um, function equals a slow metabolism. And maybe you're thinking to yourself, good to know. If I have a slow thyroid, I'll just start exercising more. You know, if I if I have a poor metabolism, I'll just add on a few more miles to my <laughs> regimen. <laughs> it's very common, Shelby, that Unf- people do that. Unfortunately, we cannot out-exercise a low-functioning thyroid. Just like you had mentioned, we can't out-supplement a poor diet. Mm-hmm. We can't out-exercise a poor diet yeah. either. So here at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we encourage all people with hypothyroidism to avoid gluten. And that means gluten avoidance all the way. 100%. Not just a, well, when I go out to eat, I don't worry about it. Yeah. This is the tough love part of our segment (laughs) where we say no gluten. It's just not worth it. Dr. Tom O'Brien he equates a little bit of gluten in the diet to being a little bit pregnant, which... Oh, yes. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. really... Dr. Tom O'Brien, I mean, talk about tough love, but he just wants people to get better. Absolutely. So he says no gluten. Yeah, and when we think about absolutely no cheats, that's because those cheats potentially lead to more damage. And it's, it's kind of like we're chipping away at our thyroid function. So even a small amount of gluten 
can raise those antibodies for up to three months. And Cara, you're right. Dr. Tom O'Brien is a is a great resource because he gives it to us straight. Yeah. Right? There's there's no. It's because yeah. he wants people to have results. Mm-hmm. And we don't want that small amount of gluten to be triggering your immune system once a week or mm-hmm. once a month, you know, because we don't want your immune system to be confused and attack your own thyroid cells. Just a couple more. I can't resist. A couple more Dr. <laughs> Tom O'Brien quotes on that note. He says, you know, a pain, the amount of gluten, look at your pinky finger now. If you have that amount of gluten, that can trigger the antibodies and the autoimmune response mm-hmm. for up to several months. Um, and another th- quick thing, Shelby. So we don't we hear a lot of people say, well, I'm so glad that I don't have a gluten sensitivity. And we ask, well, how do you know that? Well, I don't have diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, well, I don't have a constipation, or so I'm totally fine. Yeah, it doesn't make doesn't make my stomach hurt. Or yes, something I don't like get that. stomach aches. Mm-hmm. So you know, Doctor O'Brien, with all of his extensive, like I think thirty plus years of research, yeah. has found that if someone has a gluten sensitivity, only one in eight of those people will have any sort of digestive issues. Mm-hmm. Very all the small other, amount. the seven out of eight people are going to have other issues Mm -hmm. like thyroid problems, Mm -hmm. issues with their brain. Mm -hmm. Brain fog is a huge one. Mm -hmm. Leave it at that. But I I find that really interesting. And clients often will come into our office and say, well, I actually was tested and found that I don't have a gluten sensitivity. But we know that not all tests are accurate. So if you're looking for the most accurate test, it's your body. Your body will tell you through symptoms. You know, it might be digestive concerns. It might be diarrhea or constipation. It could be brain fog, like mm-hmm. Shelby said, acne, migraine, joint or muscle pain, mm-hmm. um, neuropathy, tingling oh, yeah. and numbness, Definitely. especially in the hands and feet or legs. Could be fatigue. It could be anxiety and depression. So, We recommend taking gluten out of the diet for six weeks to Mm -hmm. see if you feel better. If you do, if you even feel a little bit better, you can be certain that gluten is a problem for you. You know, a three-month test is a better indicator, but six weeks is a great place to start. And many of our Hashimoto's clients feel so much better within three weeks. And wouldn't that be a great experiment just to be able to say, you know, well, maybe I don't have digestive complaints, but what if your brain fog that you've been struggling with for months went away just because you stopped eating gluten? Yeah. Wouldn't that it's be so enough? It's so worth it. Mm-hmm. It's a very motivating thing to feel mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Even one little thing, if if one little symptom goes away. And it doesn't cost hundreds of dollars like some testing yeah. can. So, Cara, as we're just kind of wrapping up, we've got... Less than a minute here. Okay. What would be some foods that you would recommend if people are not eating gluten? You know, what would be some ways that we could still get some great food on the plate? Sure. I know really with one minute left, it's hard. But, you know, we want to start with a good quality protein. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to get our carbohydrates from vegetables and some fruits. Great. And some healthy fats, and some of healthy course. fats. Yeah. So sure. our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. It's a simple yet powerful message. Eating real food is life-changing. Thank you for listening and make it a healthy day. 
Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.